Hello, my name is Alyssa. And I'm Britt. And this is Skeletales. This is the podcast that strives to answer the age-old question of, is my dead grandma watching me? So Britt, you know when you're sitting in your office and you're trying to get work done and all of a sudden there is a robin at your window, tap, tap, tapping, tap, tap, tapping at your glass incessantly. A robin? A robin to the point where I... You, you can't even see out your window because, I don't know, there's just like robin beak juice spread all over the window. Making, what? Are you serious right guts. now? Yes. Just tapping all the windows in your house for weeks at a time now, like two weeks Oh my weeks God, now. Alyssa, that feels you, very curse-like to me. What? It's grandma. <gasps> She's cursing you. It's your, wait, oh, you. Why is she cursing me? I don't know. I don't I know. Look up. What's the meaning of a Robin grandma? spit all over your windows? There's Robin spit all over my windows. I can't see out my windows. Um, Alyssa, this has happened to me zero times in my life. This has happened to you zero times? What? I'm telling you. Yeah, grandma. Grandma's trying to tell you something. Either I, that or <laughs> demons trying to get in your house. In the I form did of wonder a robin. if it's, is it some sort of familiar? It's like a vampire taking shape trying to get in. I don't know, but it's a problem and it's not stopping. Uh, I, 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 I thought at first. Symbolism of robins. I looked it up. Oh, you did? The robin symbolizes rebirth and rejuvenation and spring oh, yeah. is coming. Hope. Hope and rebirth. Hope. All these wonderful, beautiful things. Yeah, so but I don't what? like. <laughs> They're just slamming hope in your face. <laughs> yeah, I was Take hoping this it was eating energy. <laughs> wow, that's intense, Alyssa. Yeah, I've never in my life had that happen. The occasional bird has flown in a window or, uh, yeah, into a window, but like never pecking and <sighs> spitting on windows. That's bizarre. No, well, I don't know if it's purposefully spitting on them, but that is the result. It is it is crazy. I'll have to take a picture. Do your windows open? Would it just come in and like Would it maybe, come in? Maybe it's trying to like snow white this shit and like be on your shoulder. It's wanting to like hang out with you. <laughs> I have been singing a lot more. You're right. Maybe I <laughs> Yes. Dang. And like and and sweeping. I've been doing the whole snow white thing. <laughs> That is you true. You have to open I the forgot. window. Solutions. Yeah. Open the window. I've had a cat screaming out there lately that just showed up once into. They want I'm, to come in and help you. I'm attracting all of the wilds. Here, wait. Can you see? Can you see how gross my window Ew, is? It's hard to see. Alyssa. It's really gross. And it's <laughs> so the non-fun woo-woo version of that is um that I think it's mating or it has like babies around and it wants to attack. It's trying to attack and kill other Robins. And I think it sees its reflection. And then he's like over and over, motherfucker, I'm going to get you. Anyway, Brett, yes. did we just talk about Robin spit and attacking windows on this podcast? I think just one good? other time we have. Yeah. I probably well, brought it birds up Birds and too. windows. No, Alyssa, we tell... True tales of the strange, unusual, and paranormal. Did I get it right? You did. Well done. Woo! Yes. Yeah. We've only um, been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you think we'd be better at it all, basically. <laughs> yeah. So what are we doing today, po- podcast host, co-host, Brit? <laughs> call me Poppy. 
I, don't I do know. like I, the nickname. I just skipped a word in my when it was coming out of my face. Um, I have a whole smorgasbord of strange occurrences. Oh my god, I can't believe I haven't told you this yet. Um, okay. Before I tell my stories, though, quick. Okay. Do you remember the shadow person episode? And yes. at the end of the episode, you were talking about sort of how to debunking why shadow things are happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember the one where the girl has electrodes hooked up to her brain? Yes. And it's the right side of her brain and they like shock it or something, right? Activate yeah, I, it. Yeah, I can't remember if it was the left or right side, but And then me, she behind her ear. She starts um having shadow people following her around constantly. Yes. Get this shit. My niece, Sunshine sister, youngest sister, Phoenix. She is how old is Phoenix now? Middle school, I want to say. She listens to the podcast. Sorry, I just said shit, Phoenix. Hi, Phoenix. Uh, plug your ears. <laughs> she calls your, your me, aunt's though. a real potty mouth. You got I know. Oh, sorry. Bleepity bleep bleep. And she said, um, she got a concussion when she was in sixth grade. After she got the concussion, she felt shadow people following her around. She had this concussion she lasted for like two months. So for weeks, she had these shadow people following her around. And in my head, I was like, oh, this is just what Alyssa talked about. Trauma to the head, shadow people. But what was different it wasn't just like a shadow of herself behind her, like the other girl saw. These were adult shadow figures behind her, and they would um, talk. What would they say? I was wrong. The shadow people didn't talk. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> they would hover behind her, constantly making her feel uncomfortable. And they'd never, every time she would turn around, they would vanish. Like she like she couldn't turn around fast enough to be able to like see the shadow. And um eventually she tells um that my family about it, like, hey, I've got these shadow people following me around. And so they did a church blessing on her and the shadow people went away. <gasps> they left. And then a week or two later, her concussion like got better and she was fine. And she told me she's had like three concussions in her life. She's this young girl. I was like, you need to stop hitting your head. I yeah. thought it was fascinating, though, because it was like directly related to what you had said about the shadow people, like, except for the the strange adult shadow people that were like lubing over her. Yeah, well, because the one from the electrode stimulation did like try to steal a piece of paper from her or something like they were fighting oh. or something. So it wasn't all just a mirror okay. of what she was doing. There was some like negative interaction between them. But then also, um, well, it's interesting that the blessing from the church yes, cleared that's, it. That's what made me think this may be not just be like a brain like trauma, like maybe what it is, is because of the brain trauma, it sort of opened her mind up to like this new plane of existence or something. I don't know. Or maybe yeah. she could see spirits. Although I don't think she saw other ones around her, just the shadow ones behind her. So what my I, I think my hypothesis on this one would be that yes, it happened. She had this head injury. She started seeing the shadow people because of that. But then it was freaky 
And she started to hyper-focus on it, you know? Like, she was really focusing, really focusing. And so... Um, then there is the placebo effect, right? Or blessing and, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm Blessings saying intention. Help, yes. But, but it's yeah, kind right, of what she believed, right? Exactly the yeah, intention, intention. Like- So at the same time, her brain was healing. And then, you know, she's like, okay, I finally told somebody about this. I've gotten this off my chest. I can start to heal. Oh my gosh, the church is with me. I'm blessed. This, I'm, they're going to get rid of these negative spirits. And they're gone. They're gone. But because the placebo effect is like, a fa- it's fascinating. Like it really is. Um, but it is effective. kind of what Alex was talking about last week about setting the intention. So, you know, even if it w- maybe necessarily wasn't church related, the blessing of setting the intention of having the, you know, e- evil shadows be gone, exactly. like that yeah. intention's out there. So, yeah. Well, it's a lot. I mean, that's what the, pl- the placebo effect is. And maybe the placebo effect is too scientific of a of a word, but it is like a little like manifestation or just what yeah. you believe. If you believe that evil eye necklace is protecting you. Then it is. And it is. If you think you're you know, your your lucky glasses are lucky glasses, <laughs> then they are. You know, they bring, oh, every time I wear these glasses, good things happen, you know, like, yeah. and then you pay more attention to that. I once lit my lucky socks on fire in the microwave. <sighs> that was not... <laughs> Not lucky. Did I say that already? Have I, like, I really, did I, that have I already told familiar. that? That sounds familiar. But <laughs> I wanted, like, they were my lucky socks and I needed them dry. And I was like, what better way to dry something quickly? You can cook food quickly in the microwave. I'm sure it's going to dry my socks. No. Cooked them right up. Cooked acrylic, black, charred, <sighs> smoky socks. So I still won the game that day, though. It was, they were my lucky game socks. Still won the game. You wore the pla- the burnt socks? No, no oh, I didn't wear oh. them. They were trash. <laughs> okay, they were trash. Um, but I still. So then the fumes, I was like, the fumes. It was made me you all along. It wasn't the socks at all. <laughs> Revelation. I still get I a little it. superstitious about things. Um, Oh, well, that is very interesting. I love that story from Phoenix. Yeah, I love that she got excited. Well, I got excited about her story that she was excited to share. Um, Shall we dive in? Heck yeah. I found an article on travelchannel.com that lists um, several first-person true stories. Well, true to the proofs. Okay, okay. So um, I'm going to read those. Okay, I love these, it. I love these kind of fun, bite-sized sort of stories yeah, here. Yeah, me too, me too. Okay. I was driving across country with my mom and sister when I was 16, and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were well-rested and still alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed gas and a bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station, as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men standing still outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say that they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work and they left in a hurry. I was watching the car in front of us and the two men had not moved at all. Not an inch. They weren't talking. 
They weren't on phones. They were just standing there, still as stone. My sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes dark as pitch black and empty, truly empty. Oh, not black, just reflecting, not re... They had eyes dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience, we couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot on the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out on that stretch of road and got only confused looks. We've traveled on that interstate since, and there was no rest stop. <gasps> okay. Well, so that has a lot of things. It alternate uh-huh. dimension, potentially, they just drove uh-huh. into... So- and maybe the guys in the car were like, holy fuck, look at these people who have eyeballs. Like, ah, they're going back to their black-eyed, no-eyed family and was like, you guys, you don't even understand. That's why they weren't moving, because they were so scared that they saw, like, these people with freaking huge eyeballs. Huge, uh, glossy, slimy eyes inside the sockets. Oh, my God. Terrifying. I know. Okay. I, I'm fascinated that there was a whole like van of teenagers that were like, fuck this place. Audi. You're fascinated. I don't, fa- I'm not fascinated. By that. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> just that they weren't the only people duped by this weird alternate dimension. Like if, if it were, it, you know, just them, that would, the alternate dimension thing would make sense. But there was like a whole other okay, van yeah, they of teenagers. Got weird vibes as well. I was going to mm-hmm. say, just teens themselves, they get themselves all worked up about everything. What if, what if these fellows, the black eyed children, you'd spoken about mm-hmm. them before on the podcast, and they're always trying to get into houses or cars, right? Yeah. So maybe they actually got in there and then they take over the adult beings <gasps> in there. And then, I don't know. There's like this is the the long the long play of the black eyed children. Like they've they've actually like taken over the human body. Yeah, and what then? And now they're like, oh shit, this sucks to be an adult human. I gotta pay for gas. (laughs) Didn't think this through. What do we do now? Yeah, reassessing their situation, having a conversation about these gas prices. That was the scariest thing of all at that gas Whoa, station. <laughs> gas prices. <laughs> oh, so stupid. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Okay. All right. That's my story. Your turn. Your turn. I'm so excited okay. to hear yours. Okay. So I am bringing another story from fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast, then driver. <gasps> who, Hell yeah. Who had just had a little baby. So they send in a, a new submission titled, The Boy Who Died Next to Me. <gasps> oh, it's going to be so good. Straight from the hot box. So they had this pre-type before the baby came, and they say this was a really hard story for me to type because I'm sure you will see why in a few minutes. 
I've been in and out of hospitals due to me being mentally ill for a while, some of which involved being hospitalized. Being in hospital was not a fun experience for me. Well, for anyone for that matter. But for me, it was worse. I saw a teenage boy die in the bed next to me. This one particular day in hospital, one of the very first trips that I had to the hospital, we had just finished some of the daily things we had to do when Chris all of a sudden keeled over in his bed and was sick with blood all down himself. He stood up and walked over to me as if nothing happened, then tilted my head away from the blood on the floor and was talking to me and pointing out different types of birds out the window. I didn't realize that behind me, nurses were rushing to resuscitate Chris. Behind me, it didn't work. Chris was gone, and soon enough, I had a new roommate, this time a preteen girl. I got better, well enough at least to go home, and I got to leave. On my way out, I heard her say, wait, Chris wants to say goodbye. The girl didn't ever hear about Chris, nor would she have known that Chris and I knew each other. The next time I was in hospital, I saw Chris. He waved at me, and I kept seeing him around the hospital. Later that week, I was wheeling myself. I wasn't allowed to walk due to my illness around the hospital late at night as I couldn't sleep and parked myself next to a window. A dark figure came up and stood next to me. I looked up, expecting it to be a nurse ready to yell at me for walking around. It wasn't. The dark shadow was just that, a shadow. Some say it was a part of my imagination. Others say it wasn't. The shadow grabbed a hold of my wheelchair and started pushing me. I went faster and faster, gaining speed until everything became a blur. I thought I was screaming, but I wasn't. No sound was coming out besides a hush whisper. All of a sudden, I saw Chris nest... All of a sudden, I saw Chris next to the nurse's station. He looked scared and disappeared. Then my chair stopped and Chris was squatting beside me, just letting me cry while he was holding my hand, whispering, it's okay, I got you. Then a nurse came and yelled at me for being out of bed, wheeled me back to my room. And while helping me back in bed, I looked through the window into the corridor and Chris was there. I guess Chris is somewhat of my guardian angel while I'm in the hospital. I have had more encounters with him, like him protecting my daughter from the shadow while she was in the NICU. The end. Whoa. Okay, so uh, first off, goosebumps all over my entire body. Like, whew. When Chris died... Was it his spirit who was directing her attention to the birds outside while the nurses were trying to resuscitate him? Is that what was happening? It sounds it sounds like that. It sounds like it was yeah, he his spirit got up and was trying to distract like, "Oh, look out the window. Oh, look, there's a robin attacking the window over and over again. Let's watch that robin fight." Do you think that Chris is trapped in the hospital or do you think that he's her guardian angel and just with her now helping and protecting her? It almost seems like he's, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't like the vibe doesn't seem like he's trapped, but he knows where to find her maybe. And when she needs him, is that what my quick interpretation of that is that he, because He's protecting her from this this shadow thing, right? Yeah. Like he, it, it seems like he's a protector, and he's there, and he's comfort. He doesn't seem distressed. He's there to help her and comfort her. Do you think the shadow's death? Oh shit, man, that's deep. 
But maybe. I mean, if there's any place for death to lurk, it's definitely it's at the hospital. It's the hospital, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, Possibly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, yeah. and then the girl who took the um who took over the the his bed was like, wait, yes. Chris wants to say goodbye. Yes. I wow. love a good hospital haunting oh, story. God, like haunting ha- um any nurses out there, ever doctors, I want to hear all of them. As always, wonderful story then, driver. Love it, love it, love it. Their little baby was in the NICU. They didn't mention that. I'm glad no, that they're I know. I'm okay glad that it, well. Chris was there protecting her. I know. Oh, my oh. goodness. Oh, All right. Thank you, then, driver. Do you have another one? Oh, I've got stories for days today. We were driving oh. my... Fr- oh, hell, hi. We're just going to talk about graveyard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds cheerful. <laughs> We were driving my friend's really old, beat-up Subaru through a massive graveyard. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a little pond. There was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was all black, and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some type of old top hat. Hello, old friend. We stupidly waved and shouted, Hi! He didn't show any acknowledgement and continued sitting on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water, then vanished in thin water about halfway on the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start. (laughs) And we heard something banging on the back of the car. It wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so we would hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise on the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to come give us a boost, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes we spent trying to get the car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt the heavy pressure around us. Finally, the car started, and she hit the pedal to the metal. We sped out of the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates, all of our phones regained cell service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there, and it was not an animal or a human. I, my favorite part of that was the pedal to the metal. <laughs> Out of that graveyard. Um, no, anything running on the surface of water directly at me. Mm, and mm. No, that's very freaky um, in a top Anything hat. running directly at me. At you. Honestly. If, animal, ghost, yeah, human. I just don't want anything running at me. Please don't. Exactly. It doesn't even matter <laughs> the size of it. If it's running at me, I'm out. For a moment there, I did picture a goose. Like maybe they're seeing like some sort of animal, like a a, a, a big uh, great heron or something like that. Some sort of heron with a top hat. Oh. Maybe it got into. <laughs> I hear that herons are super into top hats. It sounds so fancy. Like also, herons are like white. <laughs> they're the opposite I of a black shadow. The great heron. They're. They're gray. Oh, they are can they... be gray. Oh, okay. maybe it was a black one. I don't know. Um, that sounds terrifying. Like it's like something out of a horror movie. Running away from something that's running at you. Hop in the car. The car and then won't you, start. Then you're stuck, and it's My not like you're gonna get out. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Nightmare. Oh, I love I ha- that. 
I have another little shorty. Can I read okay, it? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shortly after college, I got married. We immediately moved into a basement apartment because that's all that was available within our budget. This place had a poltergeist, and my wife was terrified. Whatever resided there with us made it clear it wanted to live alone. Dishes, glasses, and other items would fly off the shelf. My wife was hit several times. There was always an ominous feeling like we were being watched. At night, when we walked through the apartment in the dark, there would be instantly bright, oh, insanely bright flashes of light that would illuminate the entire room. One night while we were going to bed, as soon as my wife and I walked into the bedroom, we heard a voice from nowhere say, Henry, move. I'm guessing this guy's name is Henry. My wife looked at me and I looked at her. I said loudly, you've got it, bud. And we moved out two days later and stayed with family. The old lady, <laughs> the old lady who owned the place died a few months later and the house was torn down. It is still an empty lot to this day. Nothing but grass and a tree. I still drive by it every now and again. I would listen if it's telling you to get out. I don't know. Oh, hell yeah. I'm piecing out. Okay, Goodbye. I'm torn on that because if they if a, if a spirit right now, if I hear from the other room, Alyssa, get out. I'd be like, fuck off. You uh, get out. You're like, not going to leave? No. <laughs> you're, you're not going to fight a ghost. I'm going to fight a ghost. You're the most chicken about ghosts. You uh, would not. But- you're the most chicken about ghosts. <laughs> I would totally We're, fight Okay, a ghost. we can both be chickens about if, if it would appear, it's the idea of a ghost that I don't like. If I if I had something, I'm going to charge that ghost and see how they like it. Uh, damn, I've got a menagerie. Okay, Maybe fight, this is why all the animals. Spirit. I'm assembling a team. I got fucking robins <laughs> flying at my door. I got cats, big ass stray cats. Raccoons. Meowing. Scra- raccoons. Rats. I had a dream of a oh, no, really mice. like r- weird mountain lion last night that was all like deformed and stuff trying to get into the house. It like chomped at the window. Everything's trying to get in, Alyssa. Everything is trying to get into my house. What does yeah. it mean? It mean I don't know. It means like I'm assembling Gra- a team. Grandma. And we're, I'm going to fight. I'm ready. <laughs> so yeah, but if it's just a rental of a basement apartment, it doesn't sound like Mm-mm. they were in love with the place. In the fir- like, I, it wouldn't take me much to convince me to move out of a basement rental apartment. Here's my guess. Here's my guess. He said the old lady who owned the place had died a few months later. So my guess is she was old. Perhaps it was a dece- deceased husband, huh? Lurking in the basement, being like, "Get out of my house. This is where I do my woodworking. Stop putting glasses on the shelf. Maybe that." Maybe or because like v- visitors when towards the end of lives, people tend to see family members and visitors. They come to gather up the spirit oh, to take them away. So maybe she was someone about had to it. die. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was a spirit that had come back. Maybe the husband hadn't been there in a while and was like, what the fuck are these squatters doing in the basement? You're taking yeah. advantage of my wife. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Taking advantage of my wife's con- kindness, not. I don't know if that came across <laughs> properly. Anyway, but yeah, like, that. Um, but yeah, uh, flashing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we solved that. <laughs> Done. Solved. Solved. All right. Do you have another story? 
<laughs> I do. Okay, so this is something that we've been chatting about doing. I was thinking of maybe an episode on like celebrity hauntings because yes. there are a bunch of celebrities who have had experiences. I don't even know all of them, but I just thought, you know, when we brainstorm topics, this might be an interesting topic. And so this story came to me and it's the actress from The Exorcist, like the little girl who plays the little girl. I don't actually uh-huh. know her name. Linda Blair, it just came to me. So this is the story. Linda Blair apparently had um, a haunted experience. And I guess there was a show in 2012 called Celebrity Ghost Stories. And she told oh. the story on there of being a little girl and finding a haunted house in the new nearby woods. And so this is that story. She writes, I grew up in Connecticut. When I was eight years old, I loved exploring the nearby woods with my sister, who was 14 years old. We went on a lot of adventures together, and one day my sister and her friend took me to a part of the woods that I was sure we'd never been to before. We came across a very old house, which surprised us because we'd never seen it before. The thing I remember most was how dilapidated it was. It scared me. My sister and her friend were like, come on, we have to go in. Reluctantly, I followed. (laughs) We went in. (laughs) We went in. It was very dark. I had a very sad feeling that we shouldn't be in there. When we got to the top of the staircase, there was a heaviness in the air. Just when we heard a noise downstairs, it sounded like someone was moving around. Oh, sorry. Just then, we heard a noise downstairs. It sounded like someone was moving around. We all looked at each other and listened. It sounded like someone whispering. Someone was down there. All we could do was run. My sister and her friend were way ahead of me, and when they reached the front door, they were gone. The door slammed shut behind them, and I was trapped. I deliberately tried opening the door and could hear footsteps behind me. Boom, boom, boom. Heavy footsteps. They were getting closer and closer. I was never so scared in my life. I turned and looked. I saw the figure of a tall man with blood running down his face. There was a woman behind him. There was a woman behind him and a little girl with a doll she was dragging on the floor. They were walking toward me and I thought they were going to get me at any second. All of a sudden, the door flew open. My sister grabbed me by the hand and pulled me out of there. My sister and I never talked about it again. We never told our mother or father and never went back again. Years later, we heard of a family that lived there in the 1920s. 20s. Some lowlife broke in with a meat cleaver and murdered the whole family, a man, a woman, and a child. I was sure it was the same family I saw in that dark, decrepit mansion. Holy shit. That feels like something straight out of a movie. It does. That is insane. <laughs> Good job, Linda. To be scared of just the sounds and the whispers and then to actually see something that has materialized uh, and then uh-uh. petrify Ooh. you. Um, have we talked about Polter? Like, I know we've talked about the movie Poltergeist before, mm-hmm. but Carol yeah. Ann, the little girl yeah. Carol Ann, like there was always that story that she went into surgery and her guts exploded or something. I just very specifically remember hearing it on the bus that she Wait, died. This is, this is a true? True story. The little girl from the Poltergeist. Her, her guts exploded? Her guts, ex- well, she had like a um, impacted intestine, something, something oh with her. Oh my God, like as an a intestinal child? block. 
Yes, after she did the Poltergeist movies. And she died. She died as a child. Heather McDonald or something like that. Yeah. So like that, like that movie was already so terrifying. And then to find out that the little girl died, like, like totally seems like they invited it by doing this movie. And then her older sister in the movie, she was murdered by her boyfriend at a young age. Yes. Like, so there and... There might be more lore. Oh, there cursed. Super cursed. Super cursed. So you do, like, hearing this, it's totally anecdotal, but whatever. But hearing this about Linda Blair doing that exorcist and then having this creepy, scary, like, experience in the woods, like, spirits are like, oh, she's into this stuff. You know what's interesting spot. about this story? And I feel like I would, I really want to believe it. I really do. Okay. We I've read now hundreds of stories. And not once yet have I come across somebody who's witnessed a ghost or spirit that's covered in blood. Okay, so that's what's throwing you. That's your the the bullshit meter is going with a ghost covered in blood can't happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel I like mean, if it was the ghost, if they were really the families haunting the house, they'll be in their whole form. They wouldn't take the form of a muti- of their mutilated dead body. Unless it's like a Beetlejuice situation where they're like, get the fuck out of our house and they show them. Oh, and they're gruesome. trying to scare her. Maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, I can I get behind know. that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Okay. I okay. mean, you know I have a healthy skepticism for all of these, but from the perspective <laughs> of just it being a good story. Oh, it's a good story. I enjoyed story. this one. It's an excellent story. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're, you know what? You're now right. I'm kind of excited. I want to kind of dig around on these celebrity hauntings Yeah, now. celebrity hauntings. Who knows? I don't well, know. Well, because I told the one, I mean, months and months ago when we talked about haunted hotels, um, when they were filming Dumb and Dumber, um, uh, well, he's so famous. Where is his Jim name? Carrey. Thank Jim you. Carrey running out Jim- of the Stanley. Yes. Yes. So terrified that he wouldn't spend another night there and went to the Holiday Inn down the road. I wonder if we could get him on the podcast and finally dig that story out of him. Wouldn't that be rad? <laughs> Gary, Come on. Uh, I mean, let yeah, let's get our people to talk with his people and we'll, <laughs> we'll make yeah, it happen. Jim, if you're listening, which I know you are, have your people call our people. And our people is uh, the Skeletal's uh, hotline. <laughs> Leave us a, a message. We'll get back to you. Do you have another story? I do. We've got a couple of minutes. Should I should I throw in two more? Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, people aren't going to complain with extra stories, right? No, I no. We haven't yet to get a complaint <laughs> about too many tales. I worked as a forensic nurse in a hospital's lockup unit. We had one older lady who swore she was being haunted and abused by a demon she would call Tiberius. So many crazy things happened while she was on the unit. We'd go into the room, do normal care, leave, and seconds later, she'd start screaming bloody murder. We'd run into the room and find her looking like she'd been in a fight with a boxing champ. Bloody lip, black eye, markings all over her body. No one ever saw her doing this stuff to herself. 
things would get moved around the room by themselves. At one point, she was in protective restraints because the doctor thought that she was hurting herself. There was no way she could have moved or done anything to herself while in these restraints. But new marks would always appear and her tray would be across the room. The room was secure. There was no way someone else was doing this. When we asked her questions, she'd just say, it was Tiberius. After she was just discharged, we always had trouble with that room. If there was going to be a rapid response or code, it happened in that room. One night, a guard reported lights blinking on and off. It was that room. Tiberius. I love that the name Tiberius is like the fanciest ghost name out there. <laughs> it sure is. I like it. I kind of think Tiberius should be able to do whatever he wants because he sounds so damn fancy. So damn fancy. I mean, he's a mean motherfucker. He's hurting motherfucker. her so much. He sounds well, almost thanks, maybe Tiberius. he's like ancient. Where did this happen? Did, do we have a location? No location. Maybe he's like a gladiator. He's an old gladiator from back in the gladiator days. And it, it does just sound like a gladiator name. Beats the yeah. shit out of anyone who gets into that arena, which happens to be that woman, one though. room. And no one would believe her. Yeah. This one's, I don't know if I should, I'm not going to tell the title. My dad used to work as a corrections officer at a rural prison. He drove the perimeter of their property for his entire shift, where he would check empty buildings for runaway inmates. It was generally a boring job. What? That doesn't sound boring at all. I'm sorry. Searching oh, just for driving around. Check, check. Well, I mean, I think that it was probably pretty rare to like okay. find one. So it's just a lot of checking buildings and rooms and stuff. One night, my dad was parked on a hill reading a magazine when he started to feel a thumping in his body. He described it as the feeling you get when speakers are playing a song with a really heavy bass. Let's see if I can make a sound. Does that sound good? I mean, are you trying to make a heartbeat? It sounds beat? really loud to me. No, just a thumping. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Like, and everything's vibrating. I, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Like that bass is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, going. He put the magazine down and checked his rearview mirror where he saw someone outside the truck. He grabbed his pistol and jumped out of the truck with his weapon drawn. Outside the truck, he realized it was a procession of Native Americans walking through the truck and directly through his seat, only to disappear at the exact spot he was sitting. He said it was clear they were ghosts because many of them appeared injured. This went on for a few seconds, and then the whole procession disappeared. He called the other perimeter guy on his walkie to try to explain, and the other guy almost immediately stopped communicating. Turns out the other guy had seen this happen before, but didn't believe in ghosts, so he wouldn't even talk about it. Ooh. Isn't that a good story? Ooh, I like that one a lot. I, where was? Did it tell us where it was located? It did not say the location, no. Oh, that is interesting. I mean, I feel like Native American spirits, like if... That makes more sense than a lot of these to me, like that you yeah. would see, because um, they were so spiritually connected to yeah, nature. The earth. And... Yeah, exactly. What was I going to say? Nope, I didn't have a good story about that. I was going to say yesterday, I thought I kept smelling cigarette smoke. Mm-hmm. And um, it had nothing to do with it, a, a vibration. <laughs> 
but I, there wasn't anyone smoking cigarettes. I was like, <laughs> never mind. Hold on. Good story. Good story. <laughs> rewind. Let's rewind. Back it up. We edit this podcast, by the way. You won't hear that on that full version. I don't edit out anything that Britt fucks up, though. It's just when I say something dumb, I'm like, deleted. Oh, but yeah. Brit, I get to say all the dumb things. That's right. I do. I do. I do chop some of the dumb stuff. I'm like, God, Britt. So There's dumb. a lot of it. Clippity clap. Clip, clip. Delete. Um, no. Okay. I like how the other guy saw it, too. And he was like, I don't believe in ghosts. Now so- what? Yeah. Someone just told me the exact same thing I did. And I like you try to reconcile it. Like, what do you tell yourself if you still don't believe in ghosts, but you saw that and both and and multiple people have now seen it? Oh, I I feel like we hear this right regularly when we interviewed Andy. Andy, do you have any ghosts? I don't believe in ghosts. Then proceeds to tell us three terrifying ghost stories. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm not it's one of those people, though. Un- unexplainable stuff. Um, I, it is interesting, though, like, what I wonder um, what this particular um, display of Walking Dead, you know, I mean, that's why I was wondering where it was. Like, is it on the Trail of Tears or something? Or, yeah. you know, is it during a full moon? Because it doesn't sound like it's oh, something that happens yeah. every and night. It's is happening it multiple. Yeah, if the other guy's seeing it, too, that it's happening multiple times. Is it? Yeah part of the moon cycle or something. Yeah. So I think I was like hearing the vibrations and thinking like sometimes I feel like numb and tingly and stuff, probably migraines. It's mostly migraines. But yesterday I was sitting on the couch I was working and I smelled cigarette smoke. And I was like, why do I smell cigarette smoke? Like for a bit and it kept coming and going. And I tried, I'd be like, okay, are there any spirits here? Give me a sign. Let me know if there's any spirits present. Like You said it really, out loud? Yes, yes. I was trying to like welcome and, you know, like if you're a positive spirit, like trying to yeah. open myself up to it. Maybe I'm yeah. like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is the time I see a ghost. Nope. Nothing happened. Nothing. It, w- no. I, get, it was your neighbor it could have been smoke on his patio. I, I did make like, but my, my brain went paranormal. What has happening to me? My brain went paranormal <laughs> first, but I do. I was like, oh, Same, my neighbor does always. smoke cigarettes. And maybe it was just his cigarette smoke <laughs> wafting into the house. Uh, you and, have that superpower smell. So it have, could have been 10 miles away, somebody smoking a cigarette, and you're going to smell that shit. That's true. I do have um, hyper smell aroma. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> I have a very it's strong the old, sense old fact- Oh, no, olfactory's taste. No, no, no. Olfactory is nose. Is super, it nose? Yeah. Super. I'm a snooper smeller. A snooper. <laughs> super, I'm a snooper sniffer. I like that's, it. That's what I am. Um, you're right. It probably is. So that's not something great to go on. But um, I, I was that close. I was that close to having an encounter. Or like, or it, maybe it was an old ghost from the 60s where they're like, everyone smokes inside. This is how we do hoopity boop. Oh, for sure. People smoked in this house beforehand. But and then I did have like, I say nothing happened. But then I have this like freaking big ass like Maine coon cat show up at our house meowing, wanting to come in. I got oh my God, birds they're all- flapping around. Yes, something, the something animals, is in the, the spirits are in the animals oh, trying to get to you. What? You know what? I forgot. I was going to pull a tarot card. Oh, my god! Let's still we were, do yes. it. Are you okay. we ready? I'm so ready. Are, you want to do that? Okay, let's pull yes. a tarot card. 
I just do a one card pull and it's not any yes, no questions. It's just kind of like I, I relate it to being like a horoscope kind of Love is it. what I do. Um, do you want me to pull it for you or should it should be for us or what should we do? How about I'm going to pull Can- one for you? That's what my intuition okay. is telling me. Okay, done. I'm going to pull one right now for Brit. I'm focusing. You can tell by the deep inhales. Okay, now I'm not focused. Hold on, I got to do it again. <laughs> okay. What'd you get? What'd you get? Can you see? Pentacles? Uh, it looks like man nine, with some cheese. The nine of pentacles. Oh, I have got. no idea what that means. Um, Guess what? What? Me neither. <laughs> well, look at the picture. It was a man with a beard. And he's mm-hmm. um, in a garden, it looked like. And there's grapes surrounding him, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess it's something with, like, harvesting or seeing the fruits of your labor will very soon be paying off, okay? Oh, okay. Let's see how close Were I you am. making that up? Oh, okay. And now No, I made that up. Oh, I didn't perfect. make it up. I'm interpreting it. <laughs> okay. 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 After I made my own guess. How accurate you are. Oh, my God. Oh, my <gasps> God. Are you, you guys, right? I've had someone recently tell me I'm a witch. It's true. I'm like, I don't know. You what worked hard. Okay. You have worked hard to create abundance in your life. And the Nine of Pentacles says, now you can finally enjoy the fruits of your labor. Thanks to your independent efforts, self-confidence, and discipline, you attained a well-deserved success and created a stable foundation for your material wealth and comfort. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the luxuries and pleasures of the good life. Money, leisure, time, Uh, fun, material comfort, and rest. You deserve it. Hey, just leaning back. Damn. That was awesome. That was a that was sick like, one. Thank you for drawing that card. You're that, welcome. I feel very happy about there that. Was, and my interpretation was like, oh, it was pretty close, spot on, girl. Pretty yes. Close. Okay. Which, which, okay. Good witch. Mine is, I'm going to pull something feels. that says, settle down, egomaniac. That's what's going to happen <laughs> next. Probably. Hold on. Feel out, feel out the cards. Okay. Get your vibe going. Get your vibe. <laughs> I got the magician. The magician. Hell yeah. Okay, so the magician. All right, your interpretation. What would you say? All right, so the magician is in a field with rocks. There's some rocks around them. Um, it doesn't look like a very fertile print plane. They've got a f- one finger up like, I'm number one. I'm number one. Okay, and then it looks like there's a sword, and then there's a couple snakes around a fire. They've got some pentacles. They've got some cups. I'm going to say the magician is about like making stuff happen. I'm going to like, yes. I um, there. I don't have a lot around me. Okay. But I'm working with what I got. And uh-huh. um, I'm hardworking and I'm about to um, think good things will be happening. My hard work will be paying off. You're already there. You're like laying in the lap of luxury over there, Britt. Work going hard. to hot yoga on a Wednesday morning. <laughs> I actually just <laughs> thought about that. Could that be the most luxurious thing? Like, 
<laughs> late um, morning where I'm like, God, I got, I got, I got to, got to work, work, work. I squeeze in this podcast episode. Oh my I'm god, so hard. Um, okay, so let's see if how close my uh, my interpretation is here. As a master manifester, the magician brings you the tools, resources, and energy you need to make your dreams come true. Seriously, everything you need right now is at your fingertips. You have the spiritual fire, physical, mental, and emotional resources to manifest your desires. And when you combine them with the energy of the spiritual and earthly realms, you will become a manifestation powerhouse. The key is to bring these tools together, synergistic. <laughs> <Hold on laughs> uh, it's to bring these tools together, synergetically, synergistically, synergistically, so that the impact of what you create is greater than the separate parts. This is alchemy at its best. Hell yeah! I like this interpretation better. This than is I'm a manifestation powerhouse. Also, I love that here you like decided to do the tarot and then it's basically saying like, yes, this is, you know, you're doing it. You're manifesting it. You're making yeah. it happen. Well, and I just said I'm a witch and then I get the freaking magician. Exactly. Someone told me I was a witch. I'm not like that someone. A, a, <laughs> not a, a self-proclaimed psychic, witch. <laughs> a psychic told me that. I love it. I yes. love it. I love yours for you and I, I love mine. for I love yours for me. But didn't happen. So I'm <laughs> going to get there. I'm I, getting that might there. be the best card in the whole deck. I, Manifestation. I so Brett, I have something for you that's going to make you very happy. Add to the comfort and abundance that you're feeling uh -huh. right now. I okay. have a hot brag. And Hell yeah. I love these. <laughs> so we got a review. We got a review on the old Apple podcast. And it says, our modern day Elvira's. I'm absolutely fascinated by all things paranormal with just one exception. I have no interest in having any personal experiences with such a thing. Phasmophobia, perhaps? In fact, when planning a trip, I only have two conditions for prospective hotels or short-term rentals. They must be in walking distance of a local offering, like bars, and they cannot in any way look haunted or have any historical significance to anything paranormal. So what's a vicarious adventurer to do? Tune into paranormal podcasts. Duh. <laughs> My favorite being Skeletales. No pretentious, scientific, blah, blah, blah here. Just great stories genuinely <laughs> delivered from two hosts that are as entertained by the content as the audience. I tend to covet the episodes, saving them in order to binge listen during some endless mile drive. One episode after the next, exhausting the collection till all that's left is the whir of the wheels. Thanks for the great work. Signed, Steve H. And it was posted by Buda, Texas fan. Yay! The thing I love to hear about this one was that he binges them, like he collects them yes. and then binges them, like he can't. Like sometimes, sometimes I just feel like people suffer through each episode or something. <laughs> like, oh, made it through that Never. one. Never. I don't know why. That's my 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 brain tells me. But like, I love oh, that he stockpiles them and stuff. Steve, and that was from fantastic. your Buda Antique Ball episode. I'm sure that you drew that fan. And Steve has written in. And he has had that experience with the totally 80s ATV driver. This that, is Steve. I'm almost positive. It's, oh he's a beautiful writer. Steve, if you don't write novels and books, and sh you're, you've like missed your You're hired. Calling. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're looking. You're hired. <laughs> sure. Brett, contact Brett. We can Brett. pay you in telling your stories. Okay. Oh, that's wonderful. I love a good hot brag. I know. That's Brett beautiful. loves the hot brags. If you are interested in leaving us a review, you can go find us over on Apple Podcasts. You can find any way you can like, rate, review. It totally helps us. Other people yes. see those little five-star ratings. We will only accept five-star ratings. Um. <laughs> if, <laughs> uh, I, I immediately feel so guilty when I say that sort of shit. Like, no, so absolutely not. You are anyway. correct. Um, also, another great way is to just share this podcast with a friend. Yeah. A friend who maybe doesn't like spooky stuff might like it if they hear us tell it. Or anybody who already does like spooky stuff. Everyone likes spooky stuff. Send yes. them our way. Um, if you have a story of your own to tell, or even like a family story, we take all sorts of strange, unusual tales. You can email them in to skeletalespodcast at gmail.com, or you can call our hotline. 302-689-DEAD, 302-689-3323. And we are not picky on that hotline. Sometimes we just like to hear your voice say, hey, yeah, love you. five stars. Yeah, you could just tell us how much <laughs> you can write us you- on the phone. <laughs> exactly. And I know, we'll type that up. We'll transcribe it or something. We're on all the social medias. We're on Instagram um, at Skeletales Podcast. We're on Twitter at Skeletales Pod. We're on Facebook. You can join our Skeletales community. Is that what it's called? Yeah. On Facebook? On- well, you can do like the page, which is the official page, and then our our community where we like share funny stories and yeah, Skeletales community. It feels community. like we came up with something more clever than that, but I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and then in our link tree, you can find all the links um, to all the good things like our merch shop. Yes, uh, we have a, a dream journal. Coming up in the near future, which you can purchase, uh, ironing out the title for that. I actually, I just have to talk to Alyssa about it. Okay. What should the title of our dream journal be? Uh, 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 a Scream Journal. I don't know. Um, the Dream Journal? The Dream Journal. I mean, definitely I think sometimes- not boring. Definitely. <laughs> All your, yeah, the weird ass dreams, write them here. <laughs> yeah. the weirdest ones i have weird like dreams go here exactly i've had all sorts of weird ass dreams again we don't love telling those on the podcast though but my dream journal will be like one of the weirdest spaces ever created if once once i get my hands on that that's um, right okay but yeah i think is that it Britt? is that all we got right now oh there was something i wanted to show you oh God, it's right here but- haunt y'all later <laughs> haunt you later good night good night